Yeah, yeah. I've been called the greatest of my kind, the greatest of the time. When I walk in a room, I shine to the point where the person in front of me is blind. Recognize I'm the realest, I'm the future of light. Tell my haters step aside, y'all can move to the right. Yeah, redefining what it means to be an athlete. Yeah, steady climbing and leaving y'all in the back of me. Yeah, factually I'm a masterpiece. They study my moves and borrow it, but they can't do it like me. Yeah, I make it hard to follow this. Welcome to episode 30 of the Kenny Thoughts Podcast Experience. Vincent Band has renamed us because obviously there was a trademark involved that we couldn't, we can't go by a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast anymore when we're called up to the main roster. But speaking of the superstar shakeup, which is what happened this week, really wish I could have traded Brandon to a different podcast. Just didn't happen though. <laughs> yeah, do we have enough... Uh people out there in the roster to swap me out with so hear, hear me out guys all the other wrestling podcasts out there can we do a swap of co-hosts because i think i got i, I got the bad end of else wants me on this show <laughs> i think i got the bad end of the deal and uh this is what i have to deal with um but all jokes aside all jokes aside i'm really excited for this episode um because we had we did a great great interview with josiah williams aka jd williams aka j will aka wrestle and flow and it was an amazing interview we went about an hour so we're going to keep this part short we're going to talk about the superstar shakeup we're going to talk about this week in wrestling uh but i want to get to that interview as quickly as possible all right so brandon Superstar shakeup. You know what? As far as the shows go, I, I'm excited about SmackDown. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm digging the SmackDown roster. I mean, so how it's weird. I think I commented when we were watching it live and I felt like SmackDown got the short end of the deal, but that was because like mentally I had skipped the whole women's segment because I think SmackDown yeah. got the stronger roster in, in terms of the women, but I feel like they got the short end of the stick in terms of the men. Kind of like I did. I got the short end of the stick in terms of men co-hosts. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> SmackDown's got the franchise player, Roman Reigns. And they have Elias. So, I mean. It's true. That's true. And, and we also, you know, I point out, I point to the roster from 2016. Uh, SmackDown had the weaker roster, but that was be that gave more opportunities to other people to be able to step up. So are we going to get like a, a resurgence of SmackDown because they t quote unquote have the weaker roster in that sense? Oh man. You know what? You know what else I'm excited about? Asuka and Kairi Sane. Well, we got a question there. Sam 12 Sultan, uh, who's watching us live right now was saying, you know, how do you feel about the pirates of tomorrow? Which is a, I don't know if that's their official name, but that's a badass combination of the name. It's better than the Viking experience. <laughs> the Viking experience. <laughs> For what? For... Wait, how come people are uh, hating on the Viking experience? It's not that anyone's hating on the Viking experience at all. In fact, we like them. We like the War Machine. Let's call them War. Let's call them by their original name, War Machine. We like Hanson. We like Roe. That's the problem. Could you imagine if The Rock came out one day and they called him? I don't know. The construction worker? And would you get behind the guy? That's not the bad. Thing. Look, look, Stone Cold would have never, ever gotten over if he was Chili McFreeze. He wouldn't have got over as Ice Dagger. Like, he, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
All right, that's the name that stuck. They, but anyway, War Machine comes to WWE, and they get renamed to the War Raiders, which was fine. I already kind of was like, ah, it's kind of hokey. I like War Machine better, but I understand War Machine is probably trademarked. And then they come to the main roster, and I'm looking up at the screen, and it's like, you know, you know when you go through trauma, Brandon, and you're like, I don't think I'm seeing what I think I'm seeing. And then sure enough, you look up and you realize it it does say the Viking experience up there. And then they tried to be all slick and on the Minitron, they use like a Skyrim logo or something. So it was even even worse. It was it was even worse than hey, just being hooky. People love Vikings, they love Skyrim. All the times are there. This is you you think let, let's make a bet. Do you think they're gonna get over as the Viking experience? I think so, man. I think it'll be like people like sort of hating on it, but then it'll be like ironically cool to like it, and then it's gonna get over. That's kind of how way. I became friends with you. Like I, I made yeah. fun of you, but then it became like ironically cool to hang out with you because you were like, you know, that kind of the the, the uncool got, guy. This thing going right. They're so. still doing the like war, war, but I, I hear the rumor is Vince McMahon doesn't like the name war. Like he doesn't want war raiders. So I think you know I would have been okay with the Viking Raiders, the the Raider Vikings. I I would have been okay with anything. I've been okay with the the suggestion I saw here, which was the Pillage People. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been okay with it. <laughs> but uh, we we're talking about the Pirates of Tomorrow. All right. Okay, we have a comment here. This is the Viking experience. Sounds like a trip <laughs> to Norway. <laughs> Who doesn't like Norway? I love you guys. I love our viewers, by the way, because you're all awesome. Oh man, you know what show is uh, great? I just saw it uh, recently. I know it's probably been out forever, but uh, Norseman. Zoe One Hundred One. What? Oh, I said I really dig the show on Norseman on uh, Netflix. But anyway, yes, Sam Twelve Sultan says Brandon's girl, Kyrie S- Kyrie Sane. He actually typed it out the way you say it, Kyrie Sane on SmackDown. So yeah, let's talk about that. We've been beating around the bush here, Brandon. So the Pirates of Tomorrow, Kairi Sane and Asuka, as you like to call them. Yes. So yeah, what do you think about the teaming? You know what? Um, it sucks that EO didn't also come along, but I'm assuming they're gonna, they got big things for an NXT, so that's all right. Um, but I'm glad at least they got Kairi Sane here because I want to see her coming out of the pirate ship. Come WrestleMania. I know it's funny. The only reason I think we all wanted her to be called up, at least in terms yeah. of this podcast, <laughs> oh, sorry, this this experience, this talking experience that we now have, we're no longer a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we wanted her at WrestleMania 36 just to come out of the pirate ship. Yeah, should they call them the Asian experience? So yeah, let's talk about that. Our social media. Which, by the way, please, guys, I, I stress to you, show us some love with social media, all our viewers, because believe it or not, some Instagram algorithms have been uh, killing us this week. So we usually have, you know, 100,000 views and 4,000 likes. We're rocking 69 likes with 100 views this week because of Instagram algorithms, um, things like things of that nature. Uh, I won't mention it, but other jealous podcasts reporting us for like a, a comment or two just to try to bump us down, believe it or not. We got haters now, Brandon. We have haters. Um, but that being said, we posted some stuff on social media. Like, for example, the Usos, I you know got drafted to Raw. And so you know I posted a big meme that said that the Samoan experience has been drafted to Raw. 
So that's become the joke of the internet for the past couple of days of like the, the Asian experience, the, the Samoan experience, things like that. Uh, Bray Wyatt with the new KFC experience. It's finger looking good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you all, but I'm having a terrible experience when it comes to the Viking experience. So I'm not digging it. That's the only thing. Apparently, the whole superstar shakeup, what you can summarize it with is the Viking experience. <laughs> This is why it's going to get over, man. We're all talking about it. <laughs> it's true. It's so true because any exposure is good exposure. Um, I mean, let's talk. Let's let's run through this list real quick. I mean, we're talking about the, the landscapes of Raw and SmackDown have drastically changed. In, in my opinion, I think Raw got the heavy hitters, SmackDown not so much. But at the same time, that's not a bad thing. I think it gives more time for people to develop on SmackDown. Uh, let's, let's start off with SmackDown. All right. So, I mean, they got, I'm going to go kind of backwards here, but they got, uh, they were tweet, they were saying the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. Didn't guys, didn't the word experience come from Elijah Burke? I love Elijah Burke. First of all, I, I, Brandon and I, we sleep on him now, but we were huge Elijah experience fans back in the day. And then he became the Black Pope, so we loved him even more in TNA. Oh, Black Pope was yeah. We had the we had the glasses. I think I still have them in, in my car, by the way. I I have the like rhinestone glasses. But anyway, uh, the biggest acquisition in the SmackDown history ended up being Elias. And I think I totally forget that Elias has drafted the SmackDown. Uh, I was actually upset because I think I told Brandon uh, he fits better on a three-hour Raw to me, simply because. It gives him time to be that guy, like when you're kind of floundering and Raw's kind of running too long, you throw on Elias and he can pop the crowd. SmackDown's a little bit more faster pace. He's almost not needed. But at the same time, I'm hoping that means he'll wrestle more and he'll do more with his character in that sense. So maybe we're going to see some tweaks to uh, to Elias. We have a comment that says, glad Finn is on Raw. Finn is not on Raw. Finn is on SmackDown, which there's another guy that I think is going to really do well on SmackDown because he kind of got lost in the shuffle <laughs> on Raw. Not not really anybody's fault. I think he was supposed to get a nice run with the Universal title, but unfortunately he got injured and he never kind of gained his footing from there because you know he got taken out of the equation and they had to go with some other stuff. Right. Um, but he takes the Intercontinental Champion with, with him or Championship with him. Um, there were rumors that Samoa Joe was going to Raw. I think those are pretty much confirmed with Finn Balor going to SmackDown. But Samoa Joe, unfortunately, had a chronic flu. Couldn't even, like, could barely function. And so they took his segment off. So I think we'll, we'll see him show up on Raw uh, this Monday. Uh, here's the question yeah. from Russell Marvel for 333, Brandon's biggest fan. What superstars <laughs> do you guys wish had switched from both brands? You know what? I wanted uh, Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. I did, too. It's funny you say that. I did too because I thought he would have done a lot better having, you know, a place so he could shine. But Roman is also off of Raw now, so I feel like that gives McIntyre some time to shine here. <laughs> or Snitsky, yeah. Or, or Snitsky, yeah. Lars Sullivan is on SmackDown, which is weird because he came out on Raw, beat some ass, and then he came out on SmackDown and beat some ass. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't like what show is he on, but you know, WWE did release it on com that he's a part of SmackDown, I guess. Uh, there was just an excuse to get Lars Sullivan on both shows. 
Um, oh, I got a question. Uh, yeah. What do you think if, uh, say, Becky loses one of the belts? Like, do you think she should go to one of the other shows, or do you think she should they should keep the belts together? You know, it's weird. Like, I I feel like they didn't address that. Like, they didn't address the uh, the two. I guess the two I can think of are the Iconics and Becky Lynch. Because if let's say tomorrow they lose the titles, does that mean they're property of SmackDown at that point? Do they stick on their original shows? Were they not eligible for the draft or the shakeup? I should say, like, what's going on with them? But I I feel like they have a cop out because if Becky loses, like, you know, the SmackDown title, you can say, okay, she's a Raw superstar now. You know, it, whatever they want to do there. But with the Iconics, I guess if they drop the titles, they'll just remain on SmackDown. And it says Lars, he's only attacking the Attitude Era guys. Brandon, how do you feel about that? He's attacking your guys. You know what? He did my boy R Truth wrong. That was, that was that was a little rough. R Truth got drafted. I don't know if you all saw on Monday. R Truth got drafted to the XFL. <laughs> That's right. He's playing. He's playing running back. He hasn't played football since high school. But R Truth has been drafted uh, to the XFL. So he's in the XFL now, guys. Just so you all know. So Lars Sullivan was giving him a uh, goodbye. Uh, here's a comment: Buddy Murphy to SmackDown. I think the best move Buddy Murphy ever did was asked to be on 205 Live to prove himself because it got him on the main roster. He was floundering in NXT, and you know he came up with this this you know best kept secret character, which he'd been doing in NXT, but nobody knew it. He was really the best kept secret down there. Uh, comes to 205 Live, kills it, and now he's been promoted. So, uh, speaking of which, we got Cedric Alexander on the Raw side going to. Uh, or yeah, going from two hundred five live to raw. What do you think about that, Brandon? The age of Alexander. You know what? I was kind of hyped about him when they were, you know, doing the matches. He won the title, but he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Now I'm kind of on the Buddy Murphy thing. So it's yeah, like, I'm weird. I'm weird with Cedric Alexander, man. I, you know, he kind of was like an intricate part of two hundred five live for a while, and then he got lost in the shuffle once Buddy Murphy came up and uh, and. Mustafa Ali, you know, kind of started stepping up. Yeah, I started not guy. caring about Cedric Alexander. So I'm actually glad he's been drafted to a different show because like now maybe like Cedric Alexander to me is a guy who never looked like a cruiserweight anyway. He has the build like, and I mean that is a, is a good thing. He stands out. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem like a cruiserweight per se. Um, you know, so if Ali can get a chance on SmackDown, give Cedric Alexander the same role. I, you know, I, I can see him doing like a Shelton Benjamin 2004 run. You know, remember when Shelton was getting like the pins on Triple H and kind of just being like the up and comer who was surprising people. Um, I totally, I totally be okay with that. Oh yeah. What's, what's up with, uh, with Nathan Jones? Was he supposed to? It's funny. You're going to answer every question that people are asking, whether it's random or not. Fine. Let's talk about Nathan Jones. I don't know what the hell's up. Nathan Jones, he's, he's probably in prison in Bogger Road again. Sorry. That was on the last Uncaged album. And if you want to hear us talk about Uncaged, uh, Josiah, in our interview later, Wrestling Flow, he, he asked me a question about my thoughts on WWE Uncaged. I'm going to spoil it for you guys. Give you a little spoiler. It's not a shoot. It's a spoiler. But let's get back. To this sexual podcast experience. Now it's getting it's getting weird now. We're getting weird. Welcome to the sexual erotic 
podcast experience. The podcast creator. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, never mind. I was going to say something way worse than I should have. <laughs> let's go back to that. So let's, let's sum up, you know, because this was a big segment. Let's talk about all the women that got drafted over to SmackDown. Becky Lynch was cutting a fire promo. Was about to say something. And they get cut, gets cut off. Buddy. Oh, Ember Moon. Right. Ember Moon. Yeah, it was Ember Moon. Ember Moon cut her off. The Iconics come out. Paige comes out. Uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose come out. Bailey comes out. How about everybody in the uh, Xbox heat? Oh my God. You want to talk about just change a character? Bailey got booed out of the building for no reason. Like, I thought Roman got a mixed reaction. At least he gets a mixed reaction. Bailey's music hit. The crowd just went friggin' awry and started booing her. Um, Thoughts of the Velveteen Dream will show up next week on SmackDown? Nah, that won't happen. Vince will call him VD, the VD experience. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Russell Marvel first says, that's Canada. And yeah, Canada is a very smarky crowd, uh, especially, especially Montreal. Merci. Because apparently, guys, by the way, every segment had someone speaking French. Uh, I noticed. <laughs> I was like pointing it out. I'm like, did the writers just feel like they really needed to play to this crowd? Um, but speaking of playing to the crowd, your boy Apollo Crews uh, got drafted to SmackDown. We didn't even know about it. <laughs> Are you excited about uh, Apollo Crews joining the blue brand? Yeah, Apollo Creed joining the blue brand. I'm going to call him what you call him. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I hope it's a new... He should have never got taken off of SmackDown in the first place. Remember, he originally uh, came on <laughs> to the roster. Thank you for pointing out Shane, my, my friend Shane. Thank you for pointing out that I'm wearing AirPods. Um, but yeah, I mean, he got... Uh, he should have never got taken off of SmackDown. He could be a main eventer in SmackDown. At least challenge for the IC title, man. Uh Speaking of never challenging for the IC title, and I'm just kidding, he really should. Chad Gable got split up from Bobby Roode. They should have never been together in the first wait, place. Wait, what? They split him up? They split up Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, thank God. Uh, the agreement that they had uh, contractually, uh, Chad Gable has to give back the robe after dry cleaning it to Bobby Roode, uh, and then they've dissolved the team. But speaking of dissolving the team, we have Liv Morgan going to SmackDown. Uh, without the rest of the Riot Squad. So, that sucks. Why am I wearing eye protection? I knew somebody <laughs> made fun of my glasses. <laughs> These are the hip styles, all right? I try to be trendy. Um, yeah, so Liv Morgan's going to SmackDown. I hope that's a good thing. I hope that means that she's going to, uh, you know, be a star by herself. And then I hope that gives Ruby Riot a chance. And maybe they put the Sarah Logan experience with the Viking experience. Dude, what happened with uh, Sanity? What what did happen to Sanity? They they showed so much disrespect to Eric Young. You know, all of a sudden they throw up a graphic, and I thought we had fast forward because we were, we were fast forwarding through commercials, and I thought, oh my god, we missed Eric Young being drafted because they sh they threw up a big graphic with everybody who had been drafted uh, or shaken up. I keep saying drafted. I'm used to the WWE draft. Um, but yeah, they throw up Eric Young, and I'm like, oh crap, he, sanity's broken up. And then I heard rumors that uh, Al Alexander Wolf has requested his release from WWE after that, and then Killian Dane might go to NXT UK, so they're gone completely. You know, I, I at least hope they pair up 
Nikki Cross and, and Eric Young. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I doubt they'll do that, to be honest with you. And I, at least I, Eric Young's talented, man. Eric Young is too talented oh. to not do anything with him. Like EY, we've seen him in TNA. He does amazing, amazing stuff. Um, so hopefully, you know, he's not getting any younger. I think he's 39, almost 40. Do something with him. You strike while the iron's hot, you know. Knowing knowing WWE, they're just going to stick him with freaking uh, Bobby Roode. <laughs> No, they'll be fortune or uh, four or something. What was the hand sign? What was the fortune four? There it is. <laughs> yeah, and then let's talk about that. Uh, Luke Harper asked for his release also, which I posted on social media for us. Go like that post, guys. Get our Instagram numbers back up. Uh, but Harper, Harper, yeah, asked for his release. And there's a guy, same thing. You know, he's floundering, uh, not due to his fault. There, he's just a healthy scratch. Uh, I hope, you know, they do something with him. Like he goes to AEW and has a career resurgence. I really hope so. Yeah, Team Canada. Yes, they were. Bobby Roode and Eric Young were in Team Canada <laughs> together. So yes, could happen. Um, can happen. They'll bring A1 back and they'll have Team Canada in there. Um, but yeah, so you're also your boys, Otis and Tucker. Heavy Machinery, last minute, got drafted to SmackDown. So that was weird. And then... Uh, Hashtag Monday Night Milf. Mickey James got drafted Ooh, to, I like to Tuesday. I didn't. I didn't come up with it. She did. She was like. She literally was like, "Hey, if I remain on on Monday nights, can can we get Monday Night Milf started, <laughs> like trending?" And then they drafted her ass to SmackDown on Tuesday as soon as she said it. So she's the Tuesday Night Milf experience now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat this joke into the ground. All right. I'm gonna get it all out in this episode and never say it again. I have zero percent chance of saying this on next week's episode. <laughs> Dude, you know what? What's exciting uh, about Raw, man? Uh, Lacey Evans, man. I'm excited about Lacey Evans. I've I, I've totally been excited about Lacey Evans. Everyone's been sleeping on Lacey Evans. Go back to episodes in January. When they started airing the promos for all NXT call-ups, and my exact words, my exact words were, the one that's going to be going to stand out from the rest is Lacey Evans. And everybody was like, no, EC3 is going to be the best, this, this, and this. I'll be damned if Lacey Evans is not getting the most exposure out of all of them. So I was right on that, as I always am, because I use my brain. <laughs> you know, As much as I look, here's the thing, I want to think like you. I want EC3 to be the one that was that stands out the most, but as we saw, EC3 is just pretty much getting pummeled. Unfortunately, like he owes somebody money is what the conclusion that I've come to because he's just getting buried. Holy crap! Dude, so what did you think about the, the big O, Kevin Owens, man? Oh, the the best part about Friday Friday Night SmackDown. You hear me? I'm already putting it back on Fridays. Um, but the best part about SmackDown uh, was, you know, obviously Biggie's hurt. He had knee surgery, but like, I like that they're throwing the New Day gimmick onto other people and kind of keeping that going. Uh, it made Kevin Owens look good. Uh, it made the New Day look good. Um, and the Big O stuff to me was the highlight of SmackDown. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the uh, when he came out and he was trying to do the Biggie, like the Oh Montreal, like he was trying to do all that stuff. It was great. Kevin Owens fit the role to a T. Uh, Kevin Owens is a lot more talented than anyone will give him uh, credit for. So wait, um, 
do you think this thing with Kevin Owens was just like a one-off? Or are they going to have Kevin Owens what? like feud with uh, Kofi? No, I don't think it's anything like that. I think I think this is he's just filling. He's got nothing to do uh, because Kofi threw a, a wrench into their plans with Kevin Owens because he didn't get to wrestle at WrestleMania. You know, he didn't have plans. And then Big E um, is injured, so you know you you kind of just slot him in because he has nothing to do anyway. He's talented enough to fill the role, and then you know Big E's hurt. Um, so yeah, I hope Kevin Owens turns heel again. That's one of the comments here. Um, I really do hope he turns heel again. It's it was telling Brandon actually the other day. Every time Kevin Owens says something, I feel because he's so good as a heel, I almost feel like he's about to turn heel as soon as he says something. When he's like, "Kofi, you're the greatest WWE superstar of all time," and he, he pauses, and I'm like, he's gonna go except for me, you know? Like I am expecting him to turn heel like right then, and he never does. Uh, but hopefully, hey, I'm I'm all for it if Kevin Owens turns heel. Uh, but getting back, you know, to the to Raw, we have Alistair Black and Ricochet officially on Raw now. Uh, let's talk about Ricochet, by the way. Please go on our social media. Um, I want to stress this, guys. Uh, Ricochet's mother unfortunately lost her house today, uh, burned to the ground, uh, lost yeah. some memories. Uh, we here at a, uh, and this is all jokes aside. We here at a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. We we donated, uh, you know, twenty dollars. Not not much. It's all I could really afford right now, to be honest with you. Uh, we've, we donated $20 at least, you know, try to help her get back on her feet, uh, go on our social media. It is the first link, um, on our profile right at the top. You can donate to the GoFundMe, um, anything you can, anything you can, at least if you can't donate, at least share it. Maybe hopefully some more people see it. Uh, having your house burned to the ground is not fun. Uh, you don't just lose, um, all the, possessions you lose all the memories that were in that house too uh brandon donate a hundred dollars brandon has said he probably will donate a hundred dollars um yeah <laughs> so i mean going back to some more lighthearted stuff here uh we got i think probably one of the best uh pickups for raw here was andrade what do you think about andrade going to raw I, I like it, man. I think he, he did what he needed to do on SmackDown. You know, he had those quality matches with, with Mysterio. And so I th I think it's good, man. I like him and uh, Alexa uh, Vega together, man. They're Alexa cool. Vega is what you just called her. Her name is Zelina Vega. Yeah, I don't know why I call her Alexa Vega. I don't know. I got Alexa on the mind. But yeah, Selena Vega. Uh, I'm excited about it, but I wonder how this affects, like, because isn't uh, Charlotte still on SmackDown, or how's that work out? WWE doesn't give a crap about stuff like that. I mean, it's 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 rare that they will care if husband and wife are together on the roster unless they're involved in a storyline. So they don't care. Andrade on, on Raw. I mean, you you have Zelina Vega and Aleister Black on the same roster. You have Jimmy Uso and, and Naomi on the same roster. I mean, it's not like they they ruined every relationship. You know what I mean? They don't. But if those are the ones I just mentioned were husband and wife, when it's like they're just starting to date, they had plans for Andrade. They have plans for Charlotte. They don't care about right. that. You know, I get. I mean, if you're a, if you're a company that big, do you care about a couple that might break up in a couple months? And I don't wish that on them, but you know. It's just it is what it is. You know, um, it's great. good that they kept uh, Rusev and Lana, Lana together at least at least for now. 
Seems like Lana, Lana had an unfortunate Snapchat incident today. We don't know if that was her in the video, but there was some unfortunate Snapchat business today, and I'll leave it at that. You all research. Wait, whoa, whoa, hold like. on. Wait, what? What's going on here? Like I said, you all research if you'd like. Um, so EC3 is officially on Raw. Uh, so is Lacey Evans, as we mentioned. And then uh, we got Rey Mysterio. And I think the one we're sleeping on here, The Miz, your boy's on Raw. Hell yeah. The Miz is good on, on, on any of the show. The Miz is just funny. I'm just pissed that they keep switching the Miz. Every I want you to notice something. Every superstar shakeup, the Miz goes to the other show. The other show. He does. He went from uh, SmackDown. He was on SmackDown the first in 2016. 2017 went to Raw. 2018 went back to SmackDown because Daniel Bryan, as his last GM, you know, thing brought him back so they could feud. Then now he's back on Raw so that he could promote Miz, Miz and Mrs. for two days instead of one. <laughs> right, he's gonna promote a bunch of. It was cool that that video of him like holding the chair. He's bleeding all out of the he's side. Bleeding of the all. And, well, he's even better. He was even better on social media because he posted it and he goes, "I bleed red," you know, for Raw essentially. And it was just like, God, like that's a great caption. I bleed red. You know what I mean? And if he had been drafted to SmackDown, I'm sure he could have edited it blue. You know what I mean? But it, Miz's money, Miz's money. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> You know, I did see that. I was awake for most of those. Uh, for most of the so Brandon, Brandon's commenting. He always gets me at like the last second. Uh, Brandon, you're in rare form today because people who are listening without seeing the Instagram live have no idea what you're talking about. Wrestle Marvel for a three through three says, "Did you see any of that, Brandon? Since you were out cold, so Brandon's responding without letting you, the viewers, know what's going on. So I apologize for that." <laughs> <laughs> It's funny thoughts on the Viking experience. We already talked about it. We already talked about the Viking experience. So this episode is going to go up live on Friday. So listen to it. We have an interview with, with uh, Russell and flow, Josiah Williams, WWE's newest employee, AKA Mr. J will. He is on air digital talent for WWE guys. Not kidding. Huge interview that we have with him. So please listen to that. Uh, but speaking of which, we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, Easily the biggest get for Monday Night Raw. So last but not least, we called it from the minute they said that Roman and Seth would have a partner on Monday Night, AJ Styles. AJ Styles going to Raw. I thought this was the most obvious from the minute they announced the superstar shakeup. Fox needs bigger stars, so they need the Roman Reigns. They need the Brock Lesnar's. They need the Ronda Rousey's. All right, they want those people, which gives room to AJ Styles to go to Raw. He's been on SmackDown for three years now. I mean, he's been the face that runs the place, the house, the AJ Styles built. He's finally going to Raw. So now AJ Styles is lending his yard, the yard of his house, to the big dog, Roman Reigns. All right, guys. I should make that. That should be a meme. I should probably post that. <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah, how, how soon do you think? <laughs> How soon do you think they'll get to uh, Styles versus uh, Rollins? You think that's a little if way they're down? Smart, they build that. If they're smart, that's your main event of WrestleMania 36. If they are smart. I don't think they should blow their load too soon and give us AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. That is a very, very good feud if they want it to be. 
I want. I would rather see, uh, I think, maybe Seth in the heel role there. But actually, even if AJ was in the heel role for that one, it would be amazing too. He's a good heel. They're both great heels. And they're both good baby faces. So, um, And they're both great wrestlers. So, I mean, I'm already getting chills just thinking about that feud, man, because it, it'd be tight. It'd be tight to, to watch that <laughs> comment. says, AJ sold his house to Roman. Yes. Just the yard, though. Just the yard, guys, like I said, for the big, talk, big dog to take crap in. All right, so final thoughts on the Superstar Shake-Up. Uh, I'm really liking SmackDown. I know SmackDown might sort of be the show they start emphasizing more since I guess it's moving over to Fox and they got to bring in the heavy hitters and everything. But uh, I'm liking the women's division definitely over on SmackDown so far. But I think the women's division is going to save SmackDown. I think that's literally like going to be the it thing. I think the biggest difference on SmackDown compared to Raw is going to be the emphasis on the women going forward. Right. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they each show has a different feel. So maybe SmackDown can yeah focus more on the women a little bit more, and you know Raw can do its thing. Uh, but you know, there's still some exciting stuff going on over Raw. We got AJ Styles. We got Lacey Evans, who I'm I'm pretty hyped for. So. We'll see how it goes from there. Nice, man. Uh, but I think that's enough talk about the Superstar Shakeup and this week in wrestling. Uh, you know, we had a pretty, pretty, a pretty good interview with Wrestling Flow, man. I can't say enough good things. This might be my favorite interview ever. You see, it starts off with me just almost like being a fan. And by the end of it, we're all buddies. We're all like, I love the dude. I gained more respect for him as we talked. Uh, it was an amazing interview. Uh, he gives us insight to Wale Mania, his first week in WWE. Remember, he is a WWE employee, on-air digital talent now. It gives us insight to that. Uh, you know, some wrestlers that he speaks to, and uh, he gives us a lot of insight into his creative process about wrestling flow and, and you know, his thought process behind that. You can easily see why WWE seek this guy out. Uh, he is super humble, but just an extraordinary human being he's extraordinary i mean i have nothing but good things to say about him but without further ado let's get to the interview with wrestling flow aka mr josiah williams yeah this is how we elevate it's our time yeah I look at the TV and I see that I can Be somebody in the ring and not just out in the stands Be somebody entertaining all the thousands of fans And knowing that it all started out with a plan Work hard, stay involved, do whatever it takes Cause once your name's in a book, then it's never erased I'm inspired to achieve anything that I dream And it's all because they look like me <laughs> Alright guys, and now the interview portion of episode 30 We actually have a guy that when I first started the podcast at the end of September uh, I caught on to his, uh, in his Instagram page. I caught on to his uh, YouTube and I was just like, this guy's going to go places. And I would, I would say that I was correct because we're talking to WWE's newest employee, Mr. Josiah Williams, AKA Mr. J will, AKA Mr. Wrestle and flow. How's it going, Josiah? I'm feeling fantastic. How you doing? Good, man. Good. And thank you so much again for, for doing this with us, man. It's, it's so awesome to have you on. I I don't know if you know this, but ever since we started the podcast, I'm like, I'm going to get this guy on an episode. So it's actually <laughs> been a dream, legitimately been a dream of mine to get you on because I'm like, this guy's a hustler. He can spit. 
And uh, you're so humble, bro. You're always so humble on social media. So it's so nice to have you on and get your vibes on this podcast, bro. Man, all I can say is thank you for the for the opportunity. I truly, truly do appreciate it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Wait, so now, Brandon, yeah, yeah I want to say this is pretty cool. Now, is that like personal merch right there that, that you're wearing the, the hoodie? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a gift that I made myself for uh for WrestleMania weekend, my first ever WrestleMania. I'm like, I got to do something different, so I did that, and then I made the the book bag oh. to go with it just for fun. So so, yeah. so wait, you actually designed all the the logo now, all that too? I didn't design it. Oh, I just okay. got it ordered. Um, so I had somebody else design it, and then I just this isn't like out or anything. I just did it for oh, myself. Okay. Just for well, l let's tell you why Brandon's asking that because Brandon loves wearing his hoodies around town. So Brandon, <laughs> yeah. right now, That's he doesn't saying. even care. Right now, he's like, I don't even care that we have a guest. I want that hoodie right there. I want to buy that. So, got, yeah. Josiah, tell us where to get that hoodie because I know yeah. Brandon's gonna get one right after this episode's done. Man, this one, this one is on lock right now. But everything uh. is <laughs> everything is available on prowrestlingtees.com. Oh, look at that. Nice. So, so guys, I mean, speaking speaking of wrestling flow, since that's the logo on the shirt right now, um, let's talk about wrestling flow, man. I mean, first of all, how how did you come up with the concept of wrestling flow? Because I mean, I vibe with, with wrestling flow so much, bro. I like right before we came on, I watched like. 20, 20 episodes of it. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> just to, I don't know if it was to prepare for this interview or just because. I really like the songs, but maybe a little bit of both. So how did the concept come uh, come about, man? Um, this was, so I started thinking about it like two, three years ago, just as an idea of something fun to do, something different that I never really did anything with. Um, so I make, you know, my own personal music outside of this. And um, after the last album that I released in 2018, I'm like, man, I got to take a break from that. I got to refresh and do something that's not like, pushing out an album, not pushing out a single, et cetera. Um, so I went back to my drawing board. I'm like, okay, what can I do in between time? Cause I still want to record. I still want to you know, have some fun, do something different. Um, and I'm like, let me just, let me just try remixing AJ Styles theme song, like just for fun. Um, so I did, <laughs> so I did that. And then I'm like, okay, let me do a few more. So I put like seven of them together. Um, and originally it was gonna kind of just be like a video mixtape, you know, drop seven at a time, maybe next year drop seven more, you know, like just fun stuff. Um, kind of like what Smoke Dizza does, but just in video form. Um, I don't know what happened, but I decided to do like a couple at a time. So I did the Undis Undisputed Era joint first, did a couple more after that, um, but one by one. And I'm like, I think, I got a formula here. I think this is going to work. So I just went with that and it became a weekly episodic series for a little while. I think that's the right format to do because when we first started started our stuff, I was looking forward every week on our Instagram. I was refreshing my feed to see, you know, if when you'd be releasing new episodes. So I think the first one I saw, I didn't see you right at the beginning, but the first one I saw from you was the Drew McIntyre one. Oh, and okay. I didn't dude i and that's when i mess i don't know if you remember this but i messaged you it was like episode eight and i was like can i can we use this on our podcast bro can we like shout you out and, and show the world how cool you are and uh dude we we threw that on there and that was like one of the best responses we got like who's this guy 
who is this guy? And wow. dude, it, it gave me a lot of pride to be like, oh, it's wrestling flow. Like keep an eye <laughs> on him because he's going to blow up. Now, and, did, uh, did uh, Drew McIntyre give you a shout out? Um, yeah, I think he, I'm pretty sure he posted it on like his Instagram or Twitter or something. So that was pretty cool. Super, super dope. Was that the moment that you started like really, really taking off was when he reposted that or was that just like a, or were you already taken off before he did that? Um, so it took off the surprisingly like the first day. So the story behind it, you know, cause Drew McIntyre, I don't remember what number episode it is, but it was a little bit later on. The first one that I did was Undisputed Era. Um, so I, my person, you know, my personal favorite, by the way, which <laughs> I, it's funny because it's the first one, but it's just, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll talk afterwards, but you go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. That, no, that's cool. Thank you. Um, so I did that first one and I posted, I tried to keep everything around like 11 o'clock central. So that's 12 Eastern, you know. Um, and so I posted that at 11. And 11, like, let's say 11, 12 or something like that. I got a notification. It was like Roderick Strong, Strong liked this video. I was like, oh, dang, that's dope. <laughs> um, right after that, it was like Adam Cole shared this video. I'm like, oh, like wow. by that point, I'm like losing my mind. Um, by the end of the day, all four of them had shared it in some form. So that's really, I mean, from the jump from video number one day of fresh idea. That's when it kind of took off just because the undisputed era gave it a chance and like really shared it without me telling them or anything. It was, it was great. And dude, uh, as a fan, you know, that's, I don't think that's a coincidence, man. That's not just because, Oh, you, you did some wrestling song and they, they saw themselves and wanted to put themselves over. It's because, dude like that's uh, that track is easily my favorite and you've done how many episodes now like 30 at least yeah <laughs> and, <man. laughs> and and still that's the one that's the my favorite because i just love that you know it's a song that's kind of got more of it's a rock song that's kind of got like a rap kind of flow to it already and then so for you to put the lyric to that it's just the lyrics i should say to that it just made it so much better and so dude if i was them and i stumbled upon my you know that on my twitter feed I'd have reshared it too. Um, and I'm just saying, man, it's just like, it's no coincidence. I'm looking on your Instagram and like, and your Twitter for that matter. And all these wrestlers, every time you post them, they notice it, you know, and I'm talking about before, obviously before you got involved with WWE, you know, all these wrestlers were resharing your stuff, commenting and dude, you have such an infectious energy. There's something about you, man. You, you just got talent, man. I can't say enough good things. I know I, I'm just at this point, I'm just, you know, blowing smoke up here. You know what? You know? <laughs> Look, I, I appreciate it, man. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work and uh, it's a lot of energy, but it's fun, man. And I I, I enjoy even going back and, and watching some of the stuff that I haven't seen in a while, um, because once I post it, it's like, all right, on to the next thing or, you know, just let me take a break for a minute. But um you know, it still means a lot to me at the end of the day. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Now, are you so, going to try to make it through the whole roster? Or are there certain <laughs> people that you're not, not going to do? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, that's the fun of it, of like you, you kind of just feel the moment, see what's happening. I'm kind of on a break right now with it, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. 
Well, and and Brandon, you might not know this, but he doesn't. He didn't just do WWE stars. Like he was doing right. New Japan. He was doing uh, you know other superstars. Right. Yeah. I mean, he did some some really cool ones for ROH. You know, he did uh, episode twenty five is one of my personal favorites. And, and let, let's get into that real quick, actually, because episode twenty five is entitled "Beautiful Black," and yeah. dude, that <laughs> was like. You know, obviously, I don't know if you can see on camera, but I'm not a black man myself. But, dude, I even I was just like, it's just an amazing dedic dedication to, like, every African-American wrestler that's ever stepped foot in the ring. And yes. you did you did them justice, man. You absolutely the you know, and that leads me to my question, you know. Well, first of all, maybe we should we should explain. OK, OK. You are WWE's latest employee, correct? That is correct. Yes. All right. So from what I've researched, you are signed as on air digital talent. Now we won't get too into it. We don't want to get you in trouble. But first of all, how does how does it feel to be signed, man? After all of this, this wrestling flow stuff, all to finally get signed by WWE. How's that feel, man? It is um, absolutely a dream come true. Number one, um, I think it's uh it's weird because for me, you know, I, I kind of thought of it as like, okay, I started this video thing, you know, in August of 2018 and then not a year later, you know, some opportunities opened up, but I was talking to my mom about it and she's like, nah, it's, it's not that like, yeah, you worked hard and you did this thing on the side of your job, but like she sees it as this kid who watched wrestling when I was, you know, in her house, you know what I'm saying? Right. So she kind of sees it as like a lifelong journey, um, which really put it in perspective for me of like, yeah, this is this is a lifelong build up until this point, May 6th, next month. So yeah, it's cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's a new journey. I think uh, the family, friends, even my coworkers now who are sad to see me leave, I'm sad to be leaving them, but you know, it's. I think it'll be worth it in the end. And dude, I mean, that, that really resonates with me because, you know, I might say that, you know, we started a podcast in, in September, you know, but Brandon and I've been talking about doing this podcast thing for two years and my fandom goes all the way back to the womb. Like my mother says, like, <laughs> hey, when Hulk Hogan came out, you started kicking in the womb. Like that's that's when you would, you know, so I when people say they've been a fan since they were born, I was a fan before I was born. Yeah, that's you know, cool. and and, you know, to tell you a similar story. Um, yesterday, my mom notices like my energy's up and she's like, what's up? Cause I, I was at their house with my daughter and she's like, what's, what's up with you? And I'm like, I'm just really excited to be interviewing a guy that accomplished his dreams tomorrow. And I was explaining to her, you know, who you are and, and why we're doing this interview. And she was just beaming from ear to ear. The same thing as probably your mom, because she, she knows how long I've been a fan and you know what my dream is ultimately. So I just want to say, man, from the bottom of my heart. Like, congratulations, man. Like, I, I respect the hell out of you. And I I just, dude, I'm so proud of you. Like, I feel like a proud papa, which is funny because I don't even know you. <laughs> but I feel like I've been looking at least at least since since September, I've been looking at, you know, your journey, you know, to to get to WWE. Um, yeah. But the reason I, I mentioned you, you know, getting hired by WWE in relation to episode 25, um, Beautiful Black, I should say, is that, you know, there was a video of you and a lot of other stars watching Kofi Kingston win the WWE title. <laughs> yes. And yes. I, I just want to say, you know, I, I've said it on this podcast. I've met his family, uh, you know, when they lived in Tampa, uh, maybe I haven't said it publicly, but there's, there's a reason for that. My girl used to work for uh, his wife <laughs> is really what happened. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we, we've had dinner and stuff. Like I've met him once I, I should say. Okay. Um, 
I just knowing him for that little amount of time, I cried. I cried when he won the title. What did that moment mean for you? Man, so first of all, it was huge because I didn't know that I was going to be in the room for that was the watch along uh, with right. Pat Pat McAfee. Um, so I didn't even know that I was going to be in for that match specifically. Um, so just being in there and seeing what was going on, um, having, you know, Bianca Belair and the Street Profits, Johnny Gargano, there was a bunch of people in the room at the time. Um, so it wasn't just like me watching this at home. It's like, man, I get to witness this with, you know, the people that I watched one, but two, all of Kofi Kingston's like coworkers, you know what I'm saying? Like not just right. people that he's in the ring with, but coworkers, people who have been there for the time that he's been 11 years. Right. Um, and maybe even more than that for some. So I'm taking all of that in, I'm taking in the moment of like, there are people around the world who are fans of WWE who aren't fans of WWE, but who are going to see this and be like, man, I can, I can do that. Um, and that was just putting all that in my mind. I'm like, that's, this is a huge, huge, huge moment. Um, because of course, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but when that one, two, three, I'm like, Whoa, this is real. This is, this is, he's really the WWE champion. That's, in, that's insane to me. So we were talking about that, that watch along and you're sitting there with, you know, everybody watching Kofi Kingston win the WWE title. Can you describe what you were doing last year for WrestleMania? Man, last year, WrestleMania, I was in my apartment. Um, let's see, 2018. Yeah, I'm just on the couch, chilling, eating pizza, and just enjoying it from home. Uh, so very, very different than what this year's experience was like. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's... It's all great because it's all built up and it's memories that I get to keep forever and ever. But it's uh, yeah, it's different to be able to see it from another side. I mean, what a difference a year makes, right? I think Becky Lynch said that in, in her promo uh, right before WrestleMania. What a difference a year makes. I mean, yeah. you know, one one year you're sitting on the couch watching WrestleMania 34, eating pizza. And the next <laughs> year you're taking pictures in front of the stage, you know, <laughs> I, posting it on Instagram like. Like, man, if that doesn't tell, like, our fans out there and Wrestling Flow's fans, too, it's like, if that doesn't tell you to keep shooting for your dreams, I don't know what does. Because yeah. a lot can change in, in a year. If you keep gunning for your dreams, you'll eventually get them. It just takes hard work, ethic, and you got to be able to spit bars, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I think it's also about, I mean, the timing, too. You know, right. like, it's Kofi Kingston, who knows what, you know, when this opportunity would have happened, but the timing right. was right. Becky Lynch, the timing was right. Uh, everybody who's, who's in this position, like the timing, it's, it's a big part of it. Johnny and wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge as well. Like you never really know. Um, and I think last year um, with wrestling flow, it was the right time. You know, maybe I could have done it earlier or maybe I could have saved it for later, but I think, that was the right time for me to start doing that. No. So, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. So let let's go go and talk about the process behind wrestling flow. Mm -hmm. I mean, how long does it take you from start to finish to get a video out there? Like, how what's the writing process like? How long does that take you? And how long does it take you to edit the videos? 
the video editing is the longest part. That can be like days long um, from start to finish. Cause that's, you're pulling clips, you're looking through everything, you're trying to find the right moments to include. Um, that's easily the longest part. Um, after, I should say after recording it. Um, writing can be anywhere from 15 minutes to three months. Um, so like I have, uh, you know, what's a good example? I did the Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay in like 30 minutes. I, I knew exactly <laughs> what I wanted to say for that. Um, for something like, you know, eventually maybe one day Kevin Owens, I wrote two lines a year ago and it's still sitting <laughs> and I haven't done anything with it. Um, so it just depends. Like sometimes you just don't have the creative energy flowing or sometimes you just don't want to force it so that it's not as best as good as it could be. So it just right. depends. Are you going to do another one for the Iconics since they've uh, won the titles? Uh, I actually, I mean, just did. So that was the one that came out today. Oh, snap. Today, today, today. Ooh. I was going to say, I haven't seen that one, and I, I didn't want to seem stupid and be like, no, uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's in the no. back catalog there. But uh, I feel better that you said that it came out today. <laughs> yeah, that was just today. So, yeah, I mean, it just depends on what the what the process is. But um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of another one. Beautiful Black was obviously probably a couple days. Uh, um, Pete Dunn's took at least four months to eventually do. <laughs> that uh, might be my second favorite. So, I mean, it, it, it shows the effort went into that one. And and I should explain why we're asking these questions, man. Brandon and I have um, music backgrounds. Uh, we we oh, do okay. rock, rap, we write, we've written lyrics, we record, things like that. So when we're asking you these questions, man, it's coming from a place of admiration. Like we, we, we respect the process because we know that sometimes you're sitting in the garage talking and you could write a song in five minutes and then we have a cool concept. We got the beat down, we got this. And then the lyrics are taking like six months because oh, we're yeah. like, I don't know what to write to this because the beat's just too hot. Yeah, <laughs> that, that definitely happens. Uh, that happened to me with the Samoa, no, no, no. The Usos, I haven't done anything for them yet, but like, oh man, when I do, it's just it's just difficult. Like, I love the beat, but it's like I don't want to. I just don't have anything yet. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. One thing I respect about you, man, is like you know you got your songs like Samoa Joe and the Usos and stuff, like stuff that almost like seem predictable in terms of like yeah, you can flow to that. But the stuff you do, you. I mean, Brandon, have you heard this guy's rap to Bailey song? Oh, yeah. The like, it's off the chain, like Bailey. Like, I'm talking, <laughs> like, he doesn't even just do rock and rap. He right. does songs that, you know, like, so many different genres, and he kills it. There's no reason you got signed by WWE, bro, because I'm just like, I'm listening. Like, I was just so you know, it was the first time I heard Bailey's today. I've heard, like, Undisputed Air, I've heard actually most of your episodes, but I heard Bailey, and I was just like, it blew my little mind. Like, I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, how could he make that song go so hard, bro? <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was a fun one to do. And I, so you mentioned Beautiful Black. Obviously, that was strategic. I wanted to do that during Black History Month. Um, originally, back you know, ye not years ago, uh, at the beginning of all this, I was like, okay, let's do something special for, you know, Black History Month. Let's do something special for Christmas. Let's do something special for Black Friday. Like I had all these ideas. Um, so the Bailey one was originally gonna be, and I don't remember if it was or not, but like a Christmas, December 25th, specifically Christmas episode. 
Um, and I don't, I don't think, I'm pretty sure it came out the week before Christmas or something, but um, I wanted the last one of 2018 to be something big, something different. So that's what that was. If like, let's go out and do something new for the end of the year. It shows, man. It shows like uh, that. I know I said Undisputed Era is my favorite, but it's slowly but surely Bailey's becoming my favorite, especially Izzy in the beginning telling you off, bro. <laughs> it was like, like it made me laugh so much. It put me in a good mood to come interview you because I was like, okay, we can have a good interview with this guy. He plays with action figures just like me. <laughs> <laughs> do you exactly. still have the, Do you still have these action figures? I do. Yeah, that was not just a, a prop for the video. Those are real in actually they're at my office right now, sitting on my desk. But yeah. Wait, so you're you're like a collector, like uh not really. I just uh, when I see things that I like, I just, you know, I felt like I got, you know, the rock and Farouk. I'm not gonna pass that. Like, oh yeah, I gotta get it. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned AJ Styles. I got one like I'm looking at it right now. I got it in my drawer right there. I got one of the old school AJ Styles figures. He's he's my favorite current wrestler. So, you know, but this episode's about you, bro. Uh, I did want to ask you. I'm going to take it back. I know everybody's probably asking you about wrestling flow and, and what you're doing currently. But I'm going to take it all the way back. You talked about your fandom and your mom knowing that, you know, you sat in front of her TV watching wrestling. When did you become a fan? Um, This was sixth grade for me. So... 2000 and like two, three, uh, some, somewhere around there. So, so the aggression era. Yeah. So this was past attitude, uh, post attitude era, but you know, Batista, Cena, Ray, Eddie, eventually a DX return, eventually Randy Orton. Like that was kind of JBL, all of them. That was my class. How crazy is it that like every name you just mentioned, you know, Sans obviously Eddie Guerrero was at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. How crazy is that? All those people I had a chance to see like in person for the first time, whether they were coming down the ramp or, you know, whatever, like that was, that was cool. That was very, very, very inspiring. Like, man, I can't believe this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's still, it's still surreal for me to be interviewing you much less, you probably standing next to that ramp when Batista and stuff's coming out. So, <laughs> but speaking of which, man, did you see that video of Xavier Woods next to like next to the ramp when Batista came out? So I was actually like uh, probably about twenty feet away as he was recording that. Was, <laughs> like, so it was very fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, man, I like that energy that he had. I'm like, how did he have a voice after that? Because like he right. was screaming, bro. Oh man, like, and I, I just imagine you 20 feet away doing the same exact thing. <laughs> I always try to keep my like cool around new people. So I'm just kind of just sitting there taking it all in, but yeah, <laughs> but it was dope. It was very, dude, cool. I, I don't know how you do, man. You're, you're always a humble guy every time I've talked to you and, and it's like, you're doing so many cool things in this life and yet you still remain so humble, man. So, I mean, that says a lot about your character, man. I don't think it's a coincidence that someone like you got, got to where you got, man, because you got the talent, you got the drive, and you're humble. I mean, just listening to this podcast, man, the fact that you were planning out episodes and the release date uh, like a year in advance or six months in advance, things like that, it's like, how crazy is that, man? The yeah. average person doesn't think like that. <laughs> it's all about the timing, man. That's it. That's yeah, it. Bro. Now, how long have you been working on like your actual flow, like your rap style and your lyrics? Like, How long is that? Yeah, I uh... need to get together. I started making music 
2010. So like right when I started college, pretty much. Uh, wow, man. So it's been nine years, nine years, almost 10. And it's it was bad in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, early cuts later oh, on? I, put out there? <laughs> I tried to delete as many. <laughs> oh, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I was going to do it, too. <laughs> yeah, I scrubbed the internet as much as I possibly could of some of that early stuff. Because it was just like, I mean, I wasn't saying anything embarrassing, you know, because there are some people who, like, they say some things that just shouldn't be on the internet. Mm, right. it, it wasn't that for me. It was just like, I wasn't proud of what, I don't know, it just didn't sound good to me. No, bro, that shows your drive right there. I mean, like the fact that you are like, no, I want this to be better. You're, yeah. Let me ask you this. How old are you, bro? 27. 27, man. Holy crap. I, because of the way you said you just started college in 2009, I'm like, that's only a couple of years after us when we were start, we started doing music. <laughs> I'm like, I remember, I was relating to you because I remember those early cuts, man. I definitely yeah. do. The main difference with us is that they're still out there. So if you want to embarrass <laughs> us, you go find them. You're a smart man because you don't want to associate with the early cuts. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> did you have like a cool name back then or did you like do it under your, your uh, real name? I've always been Josiah Williams. Um, and I think a big part of that is like I wanted my music to be authentic. I wanted it to just be, you know, you ain't going to hear me talking about guns. I ain't never had a gun. <laughs> like. Yeah. You ain't got any gun bars? Right. I ain't got none of that. Oh, man. You ain't gonna hear me talking about all the women that I got because I was always <laughs> not. I was never the type that would just walk up and be like, hey girl, it's good. Like I couldn't do that. Um so I, I, I don't know. I just wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be like things that I was dealing with. However, I always said that if I were to have like a, you know, I don't know what Kendrick Lamar's actual name is, but like Big Sean or you know, whoever it is, like if I was to have one of those, it would be Joey Jazz. Joey Jazz. Joey Jazz. That would have been I can, my I can name. see it, bro. I can see it. Look, we got Mr. Josiah Williams, aka Joey Jazz, aka <laughs> Mr. Do It Big. No, no guns, no guns and women. No guns, no women. <laughs> No it's money. Funny. <laughs> no money. No it's money. funny you say that because you didn't rap about guns, you didn't rap about women, and you didn't rap about money. But Brandon in his early days <laughs> rapped about all of those things, and I didn't have any of that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it he came from the heart, though. It came right. from the he, heart. He was it more of a fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. I believe those things to be true. He said it came from the heart. Yeah. That's hilarious. That was my okay. Mr. Fake It Till You Make It. <laughs> oh, wait. I, uh, I was going to say, uh, what, what was your, your favorite, one of your favorite wrestlers, I guess? Oh, yeah. So um, if, uh, if we're talking all time, I mean, it's Eddie Guerrero and Shawn Michaels. Wow. Uh, do you know that's my top two? Uh, the, the, my really? top two, yeah, legitimately. I, I, if you listen to old episodes of this podcast, my top, my top is Shawn Michaels. My second is um, AJ Styles, and my third is Eddie Guerrero. That's dope. That's very. Cool. I like you more and more as I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, current favorites would be Adam Cole, Bianca Belair, Pete Dunne, Randy Orton. Nice. Funny, how, how did Orton get into the conversation later on as opposed to early in his career? I liked early Orton too. I, I loved, I loved early Orton. Um, I think around, I forgot what what year it was, but I want to say maybe 09. 
um, when he switched specifically to the Voices Viper. theme song. Yeah, when when the Viper emerged, I was like, oh, dang, this is okay. <laughs> All right, I see what we're doing. Um, I think I think he tapped into himself. I mean, because you know he was the pretty boy and he had some tattoos, but then he like went full sleeve and he went to that Rev Theory song, yeah, uh, or I should man. say Rich Leslie, because it's technically not Rev Rev Theory. It's just a lead really? singer. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. So so let me give you a background on myself, dude. Like just just so you understand where I'm coming from. Okay. Um, when I was nine. Uh, like 1998, I used to be a part of like a lot of wrestling theme forums. So like I grew up like <laughs> editing wrestling songs. I used to collect them. Like that was my thing. So like right now you can give me someone's song. Like let's say the full version of One of a Kind by uh, or, uh, by Breaking Point, RVD's theme song. Yeah, and I can yeah. make the WWE edit like like this. Like that's wow. that's my thing. I'm all about editing and producing. That's um, what's up. So that's so that's why I'm like, oh, Rich Leslie, no rope theory. It's just like I'm a dork, man. I'm a dork when it comes <laughs> to music. Like, uh, and wrestling, wrestling themes were always my thing. You can ask Brandon. Like, I used to make him like in the video games. You remember like SmackDown versus Raw? Yeah, yeah. We, we used to make each other theme songs. Like, I would record him saying some quotes and like throw on a theme song for him for a character that he had. You this know, so I used huge. to take. I used to take it. <laughs> I used to take it a step further, but like maybe that explains to you. Like I'm not just saying like, oh, I like your music, dude. You're cool. Like I legitimately like respect your process because I'm like, dude, I, you know, at a small level, I did it too. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's man, that's dope. So you're probably a big fan of like the the um, Uncaged, like those albums that kind of bring out all the old well maybe i don't know um, so, so let's talk if uncaged was like an album that they released a physical copy and you could line up at the store for it i'd be there at midnight <laughs> <laughs> collecting <Dude>. uncaged like <laughs> jordans <laughs> exactly dude i'd be lining up i'd be reloading on my laptop as i'm sitting in line and uh That's yeah uncaged crazy. no uncaged actually did mean a lot to me because like there's a lot of songs that we didn't, weren't able to collect, you know, certain versions of songs. And then, you know, Jim Johnston, I don't know what the the, the deal is, but they, they released them slowly but surely. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm, the day they drop, I pretty much like call out of work that day and I listen to the whole album. Wow. That may or may not be a true story. But if my, job is, if my job is listening, I was sick that day. <laughs> right. I had the flu for the whole day. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so no. that being said, man, when when did you decide, you know, speaking of themes, when when did you start paying attention to the songs that these wrestlers were coming coming out to? Like day one. I mean, that was one of the first things that attracted me, uh, you know, the second what? Well, I don't even remember what some of the early ones were, but the second, you know, word life hits, everybody yeah, yeah, goes yeah. crazy. The second I walk alone or even like who is. Uh, think it was victoria's theme song that i like i love in the beginning which which one the all the all the things she said or the i ain't the lady to mess with Woo! that one <laughs> do, you know, do you know who that is by the way do you know who's singing on that song i'm pretty sure that's nikki right that's nikki she was part of the yeah. hood star at the time and uh that's nikki minaj on that track which yeah. is kind of which later on i listened to it and i was like i know that voice Mm -hmm, I'm like, mm -hmm. it's just crazy. And sure enough, you look at the, you know, the liner of the album and it says hood stars. You Google the name and you're like, first of all, you don't find Josiah's early work. What you find is, <laughs> Nicki, <laughs> what you find is Nicki Minaj's early work and, and she is credited on that song under her real name. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
it's crazy. Like that's to tell you, bro. I've I've just I've always been a fan of theme songs as well, man. So what what's the one like if you had like what's the one song you know from your childhood that you were like that's that's the song. I don't know about my childhood, but like high school, it would be Broken Dreams, Drew McIntyre. No coincidence. That's the one we used on our, our episode, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. That's like number one. But I don't know, man. When The first time I heard that, I was kind of like you. Of like, okay, how do I find? I'm on the internet for hours just scrubbing, trying to find the official version because it didn't come out for a while. Like... Bro, I, I wish I knew you back then because like I was the guy, you know, when the video games would drop, we would rip the whole, I, I shouldn't say this on air probably, but you know, we used to rip the out, we used to rip the entrances. You get like a one minute sample. I used to bump that in your car and your boy, you pull up in high school and your boys would be like, yo man, how you got Drew McIntyre song? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, you not, man, not realizing, that? yeah, not realizing it's a one minute loop, but you know, you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> got a flex. You're like, yeah, I got it. Right. Bro. I know, I know people. Nobody matches. This is my connect. <laughs> but, but Drew McIntyre song, like to tell you how much of a dork I am. I remember telling Brandon, I'm like when it when he first came out, because I'm I'm into music probably just as much as you, man. And I remember when it came out, I was like, "Yep, that copy is Metallica's Turn the Page, uh, their cover <laughs> of you know Bob Seger song." And like so now, every time I hear you know Turn the Page by Metallica, I instantly change it right over to Broken Dreams because. Yeah. I just love that song so much. They did such a good job with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, and I don't know, that's one of the things that I've always loved. And especially, so I have a, um, a theater background. Okay. Um, so I grew up acting and in plays, like since I was three or four. It's um, what I went to school for. So when I went to college and was able to finally do sound design, um, I forgot what play it was, but there was a fight scene. Um, and I literally, I used the games like Motorhead's theme during <laughs> like, and it was an instrumental remake of it, but it was still like, this is what they're going to fight on stage to. And it was hilarious because I could see the wrestling fans in, you know, the theater, like pop. <laughs> it was right. Oh! right. Like, two of them are like, they know exactly what it is, but like right. for the rest of them, they're just like, oh, it's a cool song. Yep. 98% of the people in the theater are like, oh, yeah, there's heavy metal music playing while they fight right, right now. Right, right. <laughs> now, did the they record any of uh, that? Any of your theater stuff? Luckily for me, a lot of the theater stuff is licensed, so they can't do any uh, recording. Uh, luckily for me. <laughs> luckily, yeah, there was some... There was some interesting things. There was some good stuff, though, that I do wish was actually recorded. Um, we had a uh, a play when I was in college called the Putnam County Spelling Bee. Um, and a lot of it was like improv. So, you know, it would, we would actually pick people from the audience to come up and, you know, you would have to, I would give you a word. So if your word is onomatopoeia, you got to spell that. Or if your word is cow, you got to spell that. So like, I would have a lot of fun, but I had like a really high Daffy Duck <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Like one of them voices throughout the whole play. So it was, it was fun, man. It was fun. All right. So hold on, hold on a second. Wait, 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 before before oh, yeah. you say, we might have to get you to go on Instagram and and right. shout out this episode of the podcast in that voice. Like, hi, I got my episode of a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. 
And that's the day I lose all my followers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, you were saying. Yeah, I was saying, all right, look, you got you got this theater background, you know. Uh, you have this ability to, you know, write these songs and stuff. Uh, you know, if you can't if you can't say anything, I understand. But, you know, are, are you are you training a little bit? Are you hitting the gym? You got a gimmick Absolutely ready? They get you in the ring? <laughs> not, there is zero chance. I can yeah. confirm that right now for everybody. Uh, I will I will never get in the ring. There I have zero response. I shouldn't ever be inside anybody. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. You got a zero percent chance of getting in the ring. That means it's right. gonna happen. That's been Brandon's catchphrase <laughs> for like the last 10 episodes is like he stole it from Drew McIntyre, by the way, coincidentally. But he was saying <laughs> He always says something has zero percent chance of happening, and then it happens. So that's he's, <laughs> notor he's notorious for it. So we'll see. So it. We're probably going to see you in the ring, just so you know. <laughs> uh uh, I will not. I will do something where it's like you know, I'll pretend like I walk into the ring, and then it'll go dark, and it'll come back, and it's just like Cedric Alexander or something. <laughs> I will not do. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Michael Cole could be in in the ring, I have faith in you. I do. And by the way, for. For the sake of this podcast, just because like I, I have like an acting and theater background and stuff, what went through my head was that when you did that play and that there was a fight scene for some reason, I'm like, okay, it's thoroughly modern Millie in my head for the sake of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure it doesn't have a fight scene, just for the record. <laughs> now I'm just, it's gonna kill me because I don't even remember what play it was, but once I figure it out, I'll definitely like shoot you a text or something. Yeah, so let me know. know, bro. Let me know. And uh, it's funny, like, I, bro, I, I really vibe with you because, like, the things that you did is is stuff that I did. Um, for example, you know, that little haha -ha for people in the crowd that know wrestling. Uh, I used to do musical theater. I used to do dance. So specifically, we had done, like, uh, a tap dance. I know this sounds weird, for, but for people who know me, they know what I'm talking about. We did a tap dance to uh, Will Smith's Wild Wild West. And then I wanted to, yeah, it's weird, right? But afterwards, they, they wanted us to do like a little like freestyle. Okay. So, of course, your boy puts on, uh, at the time, Too Cool and Rikishi's uh, Turn It Up. <laughs> I put Turn It Up. So at the end, like they hit the disco lights and all, you know, the multicolors. And then we go, turn it up. And we do the, the, that. That's and uh, for everybody that was a wrestling fan, and I have tapes of this, by the way, I didn't actually scrub them from the internet, you know, I, as much as I'm ashamed of them. Uh, but you, we hit the dance and we're doing, you know, the Rikishi and stuff. And you hear every girl in the audience going, ah! And then you hear the like one or two wrestling fans going, yeah, Rikishi, too cool. So, yeah. <laughs> saying that story, if I was grinning from ear to ear. It's because I was living vicariously through you, bro. I understood everything <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> that's so dope, man. That's that's pretty cool. And and that you had the video of it. It's like, it's even better. <laughs> it's a VHS somewhere. It's a collector's edition. Yep. Uh, one day I'll send you a copy. Uh, that way, <laughs> I will never send you a copy. Just a <laughs> Brandon, don't get do one to Brandon. He'll definitely put it up. Like, yeah, you know what? People want to see the talent, man. They want to see this stuff. Now that Brandon knows that there's a copy somewhere, he's probably going to go search my house. And by the way, the, you're, yeah. you're not coming over for this week's Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Because I don't want you searching my house for the videotape. I'm going to have time to, to hide it. <laughs> All right, man. You got crazy mad skills. You're taking it straight to the top. <laughs> and were, were you on Wallet Mania selling out? Dude, yeah, Wale Mania for the first time I was able to experience that in New York. Um, so I, I kind of went into it blind. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I had a t-shirt from a previous one, but I didn't know what it was actually going to be like. Um, 
So I got there and, you know, I'm hanging out, waiting to see what happens. They're like, hey, just to let you know, you're going to go on first to open the show. I'm like, whoa, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a pretty big responsibility. <laughs> I mean, just for people who are, you know, aren't in that world, you got to understand that there's, there's two spots you want to be. You either want to be last because you're the main event or you want to be first because you're the guy who hypes the crowd and gets the energy yeah. going. So that's set a big tone. That, set the tone. That's a big, big deal. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so I, you know, I went up once the, everything got started. Uh, they did a they did a dope tribute to Nipsey Hussle in the beginning, which was absolutely needed. Um, yeah. And then uh, they introduced me. They, we did a little interview and. They're like, hey, you know, um, we can't have you leave without doing something. And I'm like, all right, bet. Let's, you know. So they, I was getting ready to go into the Ricochet track. Leo Rush comes on stage. I'm like, oh, whoa. I was not expecting it. So it was a complete surprise. Like, um, and then I did my remix for him. And then I did Ricochet's track. And then he comes on stage. I'm like, oh, man. I, I reposted that video, man. I actually, it's funny you're talking about that moment because I, I, I reposted it from a fan perspective and it was like, you could see that you were not expecting it, bro, because you were you were hype as all hell. Like, yeah. you were so excited <laughs> on stage, man. And, and the energy, man. I just, the one thing I wish, we went to WrestleMania weekend, just so you know, but we arrived on Saturday. The one thing I wish is that we had flown, uh, flew in on Thursday so that we could have gone to Wiley Mania and seen that moment. Because yeah. it was just it was just off the chain, bro. Like I could tell it was lit, like yeah. crazy. It was wild. And the I think the craziest thing to me, you know, because it's one thing for him to come on stage during a song, but like Ricochet grabbed a mic and knew the words and was oh. like rapping with me. I was I literally almost cried on stage during that part. I'm <laughs> like, Man, I gotta keep it together, bro. Oh bro. <laughs> but That's that awesome. was oh, that was huge. That was the second time that that's, I mean, I've only performed obviously on stage once with other WWE superstars, but when I met, um, when I met the Undisputed Era and seeing Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly like start to rap the song, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is insane. That probably means more than the performance, man, because that means like, it's not, it's not that they just retweeted it. It's like they've actually listened and liked your stuff enough to like learn the lyrics. Like that probably right. meant the world to you. Yeah, man. It was it was wild. It was very, very, very. Dude, wild. It's not even my song, and I'm like grinning ear from ear right now, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to cry, bro. I'm emotional. I'm like, man, that's just so cool that we have you on to talk about that. So I can't even imagine knowing that that those lyrics came from your mind, bro. You know, right. like yeah. crazy. It was now, wild. Yeah, so are you also involved with Wale or with the podcast that they have going on during that whole thing? Or No, not at all. I was just okay. kind of like a guest um, during WrestleMania weekend, during the Wale Mania event. Um, I, I had a chance to actually, like, you know, say what's up to Wale, but I don't know them, you know, personally. Okay. Yeah. Yo, just so you know, you got heat with me, bro, because I was, like, already so proud of you for Wale Mania. And I was like, man, this guy is going on to bigger, better things. And then the Friday, the next day, you dropped even bigger news. So I was like, what's this guy hiding from me, bro? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. But I was just like, like I thought Wale Mania was like the biggest thing you could do that weekend. And then like <laughs> Friday, like you hit me with some news. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, man. It was wild. It was truly, truly, truly wild. And, um, yeah. And dude. 
I'm just like, there's a part of me that's like so happy that we're interviewing you right now because I have a feeling we'll be looking back on this episode when you've gone on to even bigger things and go, look at how excited he was just to start <laughs> off with. And now, you know, just right off the jump. And now look what he's doing. Now he's in the ring wrestling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> See, I like how you threw that in there. That's, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I just want to point out that it's not in the plan. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's why yeah. That's where he's wearing the hoodie, guys. Because yeah. you got to cover up all the progress right now. That's right. He has to cover I'm up like, the gains. That's walking right. around like like Bobby Lashley around here. <laughs> Dude, it's cool that Leo Rush was the one to jump on stage because, like, um, you know, just little interactions I've had with him. I've talked to him on direct message, like when we first got the podcast started. I'm talking about like we had like 50 followers, and this dude had no business to be messaging me back. And, you know, I'm going to kill his gimmick right now, but he's like one of the coolest wrestlers I've ever talked to just because he he retweeted my daughter saying like Lashley, Lashley, like she was <laughs> a year and a half at the time. And he just was always so cool to us, man. So I don't I don't think it's, you know, I, I'm not surprised to hear that he jumped on the stage with you. I guess that's all. That's what I'm saying. So shout out to Leo Rush. He's definitely a good dude, man. And I mean, you know, a lot of us are all in the same boat. I mean, we're trying to just do bigger and better things. So it's it's dope to, to see that like I have support like that, man. Um, I do not in any way take that for granted at all. And neither does he. I think that's, that that's what I learned about him is that even he as, as big as he is right now, he still respects, you know, the game. He's still, he's still hustling, man. Like, it's funny, like he's here, but he wants to be here. Yeah. And dude, yeah. that's why like, you know, behind, behind everything, I respect that dude so much. So it's much, so bro. funny too because people are like, you know, man, that's like your that's like your big brother, and I'm like, well, in a way, but I'm also four You're years older. older than him. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's it's still weird because I I don't know I look at everybody around me kind of as you know wise or older than me. So to know that I'm, I guess the quote unquote big brother, I'm like, yeah, right, man. That's absolutely not true. At all. And, and perception is everything, man. It's just because people, the way, the way people perceive you, man, you're just so talented. Like I said, and you have the same hustle and drive he has, bro. I, I keep repeating myself on this guy. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> got to put this guy over because I'm just so impressed by you, bro. And, and I hope to be one day at your level, man. And not, I don't mean that like you're better than me because I know where you're going to you're going to be humble and say, I know for a fact, you're going to be humble and say, bro, you can get there. But I'm just saying, I think. <laughs> The things that you've achieved in, in less than a year, I don't want anybody to sleep on that, bro. Uh, man, thank you. Definitely, yeah, I, that, that's definitely something to be proud of, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. I mean, like, you know, I don't see myself. I'm still in my apartment in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois. Like, you know, everybody thinks, oh, man, you got you got signed. That must mean that must mean everything has changed. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I'm just I'm a regular what voice dude. was that? That, I, that wasn't the. That wasn't the Daffy Duck voice. That was not the Daffy Duck voice. That was the in, inquiring minds voice, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I guess people think that, you know, now everything changes or like, you know, I'm I'm still the same dude that I was four months ago. Like I nothing has nothing has necessarily changed, but I'm just taking advantage of the of the moment. And that's really it. Man, and and I want to say uh, personally, uh, thank you. And I know that sounds weird, but the reason I'm saying thank you is because between watching Kofi win the title, between you know talking to a couple wrestlers this weekend, and then seeing what you achieved, 
it made every doubt that I've had about myself and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't work ever work for WWE. These are thoughts you have in your head. Sometimes you're like, oh, I can't ever work for WWE, but it's seeing normal people, like people that I'm getting to have interactions with and they're just cool individuals, you know, outside of the wrestling business. People like you have inspired me to say, you know what, I'm going to get to WWE in some way, shape or form. And, you know, I've set a personal goal for myself. WrestleMania is in my hometown or our hometown, I should say, uh, of Tampa. Yeah, and I've made a goal, you know, for myself that I don't care if I'm sweeping the floors. I'm going to be involved at WrestleMania next year. <laughs> Dude, so and I, I that's believe all, that's that. all due to you, man. That's all due to you, and, and you're a big part of that. And I just want to say thank you. I know, I, I know you're shaking your head. You're being nah, humble right now. <laughs> seriously, to inspire someone like me, bro. I'm only what three years older than you, so. <laughs> Dude, you're, and that's you're my you're my big brother though. I just <laughs> Dude, it's it's. I think this is the year that um you know I was talking to some people last week. You know, WrestleMania 35 is going to be one of those ones that inspires people forever. Um, yeah, you know, for for little girls who saw Becky Lynch in the main event, um, for little girls who saw Charlotte Ronda in the main event. And then to see Becky win the title um, for little guys or girls, whoever, um, who saw Seth win to see Kofi win. Um, like this was a, this was a dope year, man. Like, and that's, that's going to have a big effect on people for, for generations, I would say. Um, and the doctor of economics. The doctor. <laughs> hey, that too. Like that's huge, man. To, for people who watched, specifically that character that form of cena and to see him come out as a surprise like you know that's there was so much that happened in new york um and i was in I new know. jersey yeah yeah yeah, absolutely <laughs> i do I, I that as a joke because you know it, it was promoted as new york new jersey so like i always give everybody hell that you know it was i mean look i'm wearing the shirt right now new york is promoted first over new jersey <laughs> <laughs> that's what new york I'm a New Yorker, just so you know. So I don't really, I don't, I really have love for Jersey like that. So, <laughs> mm. so let but, me ask this because I, I mean, I, I've been to New York maybe, well, before this past weekend or two weekends ago, whenever that was. Uh, I had only been twice, and that was in high school. Um, so a lot of everything was obviously in Brooklyn or in Jersey, but there's so many different parts to New York. Is that like, do people want it to say? You know, oh, this is in Brooklyn. This ain't New York. Is is there that thing? I don't really. Uh, in terms of wrestling fans, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think people really, really care as long as it says New York. Um, <laughs> as long as we I get our credit, right? I think people were probably a little irritated that Jersey didn't get enough credit. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't East Rutherford, New Jersey. I mean, like you, you made the trek. Like it was literally like probably an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half from, you know, Brooklyn all the way to East Rutherford. Yeah, it was you know a very I mean? uh, expensive Uber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will say yes. that. <laughs> and uh, you don't even want to know how much the Ubers cost after Mania, just so you know. They were, they were easily $100, just so we're aware. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, that, that's probably the one one good thing about you being signed that weekend was that you didn't have to go uh, compete with public for public transportation with eighty thousand people after Mania. 
Is that uh, the reason why you got signed that weekend? <laughs> yes, specifically for uh, the transportation purposes. <laughs> no, man, it was, yeah, I definitely had a, a few Ubers that I was like, okay, I got to experience this. Let's see what this is like. Um, and then I also have a, a cousin who lives in um, New York. Uh, so we were able to kind of go see her. And we took the, um, what do we call it? It's not the L, that's in Chicago. L I double R. The the something, the train. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, the railroad because uh, we were taking that too. Uh, okay. Is it yeah, the one yeah. that you drink on? Did you see people drinking? I, it was during the day. And that doesn't necessarily mean that people weren't drinking, but it was <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> it was like 10 a.m. So I don't think most people were, but yeah, we had to take the the two, the four, and the five. I remember that specifically. Um, okay, different points. On the normal MTA. So, so you got your Metro card and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was Brandon's first time at, in uh, New York, and he in two days. We were only there for two days. We made a really quick trip. Uh, he got like the whole New York experience. He probably did more than anybody's ever done in two days in New York. Uh, send, <laughs> sends you because you got signed that weekend, so you probably did a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was definitely a dope weekend for sure. So, I mean, what are, what are your plans next year? What do you think you'll be doing next year for uh, WrestleMania 36? You'll be standing by the ramp uh, singing Batista song again, or? Man, I have no idea. I mean, according to y'all, I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> in a ring, which I, I want to point out as another disclaimer that is not in the plan. That is, that is not what I plan to do. Um, I don't know, man. I, I hope to, um, you know, be doing a lot more of the, the on-air digital stuff. So social media, um, you know, Obviously, I'm sure the 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 event will look a lot different next year than it did this year or the past year. So I don't know who's going to be the main event. I don't know who's going to be opening, but I'm looking forward just to seeing people's reactions and um, still being a part of it in some way. You know, do, yeah. do me a favor. If you see me sweeping the floors, like I said, uh, just <laughs> get, get me on, you know, just just hit a selfie with me, uh, put right. me on my channel or something. At least <laughs> at least I could say, hey, I was on WWE social media sweeping the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, I made it. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. I guess. Uh, what What are you listening to right now? Uh, music wise, me. Yeah. Good question, man. I um, so. A lot of people who know me know that my my music taste is all over the place. So I'm a huge, obviously, hip hop fan. Um, I'm a huge R&B head. Um, I love Anderson Pack, who kind of combines and fuses the two. So his last album that just dropped on Friday was fantastic. Um, Might have I to give that a listen. Oh, my goodness. Like I've listened to it twice now all the way through. Yeah. Um, really, really, really good. I'm a huge fan of Joyner Lucas. Oh yeah. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I love his stuff. I love Royce the Five Nine. Um, but I'm a huge, huge, huge Christian hip hop fan. Um, so there's a guy named Andy Minio. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's great. Um, there are a couple guys, Hyper Fenton, Celis Hamilton, who are like our age, so kind of on the younger spectrum, trying to just move their way up. And nice. They're great. And then are you last, able to do any of that? Say that again. Are you gonna Are you gonna do a gospel album or maybe a uh, Christian rap album? Oh yeah, yeah. So I've done I've done three of those, um, and then I'm hoping oh, wow. to now do my fourth this summer. Nice. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's Dude, my do goal. You, 
do you ever slow down, bro? Because every time we ask you a question, you're you're you got it. like I could just tell you're a kind of guy that like you have your the next ten years uh, of album music. <laughs> Man, yeah, I always I always have ideas, even if I'm not actually working on them. I'm always like plotting and planning. Um, What's your process? Do you just keep them you keep them up here in the dome, or do you write these things down, or you know? Um, so like I'll without saying a whole lot. So like my next album, um, I've had three different like concepts for it, and I finally got the one that I want. Um, people may think that I'm crazy, but I always start the process by doing that like the cover art, the album art first. To inspire um, yourself, right? Yeah, that's like number one, I'll do the photo shoot or I'll have somebody, if it's a graphic design, I'll have them do that. I want all that finalized before I even really start getting into the recording process just because, you know, that's one of my reference points. Um, if the song does not feel like it fits this piece of artwork, then that's not going in, I'm I not like even gonna that. work on it, yeah. Yeah. Dude, the one thing I can say is like I, I always respect listening to an artist's um, creative process because every single one of us has a completely different process, and oh, yeah. none of it, not one of them is correct, and not one of them is wrong. It, it's just, it's just cool to tap into somebody's mind and and hear how they do things. Like, like here's a question I'll ask. Well, let, let me start off by saying what we do. Okay. So when we were writing music and stuff, we would do the instrumental first. And then we would do a melody. Like we'd almost be singing or rapping nonsense just to get the flow down. Okay. And we'd like, you know, nah, 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 like it would have no meaning. And then we'd record that. It's this is the stuff that I'd never want people to hear. But we, <laughs> we'd record <laughs> us doing that, like humming essentially. Yeah. And then we'd go back and we take, you know, like, you know, loosely paper and we just start writing lyrics like to that. Okay. And so that was our process. So so what is your process like? For that, um, my process is always to get the instrumental first, get the beat first, and then just start really writing from there. Um, I always write like I used to do pen and paper, but now I just do email drafts to myself. Nice, um, nice. because I found that like sometimes I either don't remember where that pen and paper is. Um, but if I do it in an email draft and it's saved, um, and then every once in a while I'll like send an actual email version to myself because you know sometimes those drafts can get deleted too. Right. Um, but yeah, so I always just kind of have it in my phone. Um, and then once it's all written out, like 100%, this is the direction that I wanna go in, then I'll go record it. Um, and even if I do end up changing a couple lines, I at least know like what the whole song looks like so I can go from there. So you would say melody and lyrics are kind of simultaneous, like in your head as you're listening to the instrumental? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, I respect the hell out of you. I can't do that. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't do that at all. Brandon, Brandon, which I'm going to shout him out right now, he is a lot more talented than he'll ever let on. Uh, really? He, yeah, he can come up with a melody and <laughs> lyrics just out of nowhere. And you see him shaking his head. Look, he's just like you. He's humble. He's a humble dude. <laughs> That's but great. I was gonna say he's the uh, most musically talented person I know, but, <laughs> but that might that might have changed after this podcast. <laughs> I'm Everything talking about myself, of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to one last thing before, because I got like a few minutes left. Um, but you, we mentioned and referenced uh, "Beautiful Black" a couple times. Yes. Um, 
and there are, I mean, I have a few favorite like wrestling flow episodes for different reasons. Um, that was one of my favorites um, just because I knew what it, I knew what it meant. I knew what it represented. I knew who it was for specifically. Um, but my, um, my favorite, well, let me first say this first. One of my favorite things about it is like seeing the wrestlers who um, the superstars who were kind of in that, um, yeah. you know, what that meant to them. Um, so obviously people who are both in WWE and people who aren't, but like just being able to talk of like, man, I didn't even know, you know, people were coming up to me. I didn't know you knew who I was, you know, like and people like that. Of, I, I recognize when people look like me on TV. Um, right. And I want to make sure that, you know, that they have that opportunity to, to shine some way, somehow, um, which is why representation is so important, which is why Kofi winning was so dope. Um, but my all time favorite wrestle, wrestling flow episode is the evolution for the um, pay-per-view for the all oh, women's pay-per-view. You spoiled my question. And it's funny, <laughs> I, I, I have a note here because I was like, you know, I don't usually put notes, but I'm like, I have to tie these two things in because, you know, out of all the wrestling flows that I've seen, the, there were two of them that stood out to me because I was like, one, because I was like, I know you, you're feeling that one. And that's beautiful black. That one came from your soul. Like you talk about not talking about guns and women, like that beautiful <laughs> black, I could tell came from you and came from your heart. And it meant a lot to you. And, you know, when I seen Kenny King and stuff in there, I was like, oh, my boy's like throwing like everybody in there. And I mean that in a good yeah. way, not just WWE stars. And I seen Bobo Brazil and stuff. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, it's coming from, from coming from your heart. But the next one that followed that, and I don't think it's a coincidence because you probably had that play like that on your YouTube for a reason. The next one was the evolution uh, video. And that one, I know technically you can't feel that technically, right? But <laughs> at the same time, I was just like, wow, it was a very powerful piece, man. And, and I'm, I'm upset that I didn't see that back in October. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was like, that was, I think, the only one so far where... Every time that starts, I get a little like, get a little teary. <laughs> um, legitimately, like that's, I don't know. I think the instrumental for it was perfect. Um, it's beautiful, uh, like literally, like it's beautiful piece, man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely shout out. I think there was a guy named Nice Guy Beats. I have to go back and make sure I'm crediting him correctly, but um, just I don't know, man. And it, of course, a part of me wishes that it that it came from a female rapper specifically or that i at least found somebody that was a female rapper to join me with that um but i think there's there's different ways to to kind of play it you know it's kind of like if you are white and you believe black lives matter or if you are a man and you support feminists like of course i am not a woman so i'll never be able to identify with um what evolution meant to the female superstars backstage um, but I think that we still have a role to be able to say, Hey, you're dope and you deserve this. And I think that was kind of my addition to the evolution weekend. Um, so of course there were people who were like, man, they should use this for the pay-per-view, um, <laughs> which would have been dope. But I, I even off the hey, top evolution right? two, evolution two, <laughs> we still got an opportunity to use it. Right. <laughs> But even off top, I'm like, you know what? That's that's not really my place, at least not in that specific pay-per-view. I would love to be a part of a WWE pay-per-view from a music standpoint one day. But I think I just wanted to showcase like these women deserve this 
amazing opportunity. Um, and any, I don't know, man, of course, like Samoa Joe's remix, I, I felt like I gave everything and the Velveteen Dream or whoever else it is, but that evolution one meant the most to me for sure. Where do you think you drew the inspiration from that? Do you think you had some strong female influences in your life that made you channel that? And, you know, like I said, I mean, let me let me tell you why I asked that, too. I mean, um, I'm a I'm a father to a two year old. And mm -hmm. so I was channeling it from a place of like watching that video and watching you talk about these strong female wrestlers. And, and I'm tearing up like watching it because, like I said, like I want the world for my daughter. You know what I mean? So it's just like to watch watch your performance of that. I was just like, this is. This is beautiful, man. I'm not ashamed to say that. Man, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I was raised by my mom um, and I had a strong support system of women around me. I don't think it, that was necessarily the, the inspiration um, just because none of them really watch wrestling um, <laughs> in any way. But I mean, that's, that's the foundation though of like, that's, that's what it's about. I, I understand why it's important to to acknowledge and to support and to and to showcase women on that level. Um, so yeah, that's that's number one. Point blank. Period. I think that's a good place to leave on uh, because I mean that right there is inspirational, man. I mean that says it all. I think that sums up your journey right there, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna ask you the the funny part. The last thing I was gonna ask you before I let you go was what's your favorite piece you know what's your favorite wrestling flow episode and you answered it so, <laughs> dude, predicted this, it, predicted it. <laughs> definitely that but it, hey that just shows you bro you know where we're going with this bro he's called wrestling flow for a reason even the podcast he knows where the flow is going he knows where we're going with this <laughs> um but in all seriousness uh this this has been really really fun episode bro uh it's funny i respected you before but as i'm listening to all your answers i live vicariously through you now bro we have similar backgrounds <laughs> all, all three of us i should say and dude just keep doing what you're doing man i, I look forward to bigger and better things from you and and now that you're with wwe I, I feel like every time i see you on social media or on tv there's gonna be a piece of me that's just like i know that guy that guy's awesome <laughs> man thank you thank you and thank you for this opportunity man this is this is dope just to be able to to chat about the experiences and uh to get to know both of y'all so i appreciate it Hey, thank you so much, Josiah. Um, well, first of all, like I said, thank you again for listening and thank you for supporting this podcast. My name is Josiah Williams. Uh, you can follow me at J Dean, D E A N. That's my middle name, J Dean Williams. Um, everything is there. You can search the hashtag wrestle and flow. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, stay in touch and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook whatever at jd williams you gotta do one before you go off air you gotta do one of your uh where you put because every time you get serious you pull up the microphone to your to your mouth and you do the impression so go <laughs> ahead or give a shout out give a shout out for <laughs> uh, first of all ladies and gentlemen i just want to point out once one more time that i will not be getting in the ring at any point <laughs> That's, that, that will not be happening um please please support josiah williams wrestling flow by buying a shirt on prowrestlingtees.com uh the bills do need to be paid. Uh, <laughs> the Wi-Fi does need to stay connected. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Lean your chair back and enjoy your flight, guys. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> please keep your hands and feet in the vehicles at all times. <laughs> the smoking light is on. Do not ever smoke. Uh, let's just point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been an awesome interview. Um, take care, bro. Thank you again for, for being on our episode.
Dude, thank you both so much. God bless. Absolutely. Right, thank God you, bless. sir. <laughs> thank you. Kenny Foe, your thoughts? All right, guys. Well, that will do it. I mean, Brandon, what an interview, bro. What crazy, man. Interview. Yeah, I did. I had no idea that guy was super talented like that, man. Just hardcore. Uh, very cool guy. Super humble guy, you know? Uh, Dude, just just the way his brain works, though. Like, yeah. you oh, yeah. hear, like, he was he had wrestling flow all planned out for years, and he had, like, there's a method to his madness. You know what I mean? We all have to have a little crazy in us to be able to do this thing. And dude, he's just a creative genius, a creative mastermind, if you will. And uh, putting in some work, man. He's like going through the whole roster of of, like multiple like wrestling promotions, you know, putting tracks now for everybody is nuts. I just, and the, the biggest thing I think by the end of the interview, I was like, I love this guy. Like this is a guy I'd be friends with. We have similar backgrounds and stuff. And like, guys, I apologize. I know in the in the interview, I talk about myself a couple of times. So it, it was more so that I wanted, I was relating to him so much that I just wanted to let him know, like, dude, I respect you so much because I understand what you've gone through. And it also gave me hope because it made me feel like, you know, as a fan of his, I should say, as a fan of his, it made me go, if we have such similar backgrounds, maybe there is hope for someone like me to be able to work for WWE too. And that's why I kept talking about myself because, <laughs> uh, man, it was just, it was a dream come true for him. And, and you know, cross my fingers, I'll be sweeping floors at WrestleMania 36 next year, guys. That's right. <laughs> and Brandon will be asleep in the stands watching Kyrie Sane come through the pirate ship. Damn right, man. That's what I'm looking forward to most. <laughs> All right, guys. But, I mean, easily my favorite episode of the podcast so far. It's so funny. I listened to like episode eight today and my tone was a little bit more like this. And it's so funny how far we've come um, in just 30 short episodes. The big XXX. So guys, I want to remind you, please, for any new listeners, go subscribe to us on YouTube. Don't just listen to us. Go watch us on YouTube. We do put the time in to throw a video version out there. And dare I say, this version of the podcast was a lot better. Episode 30 is way better with the video reactions and the laugh, seeing us laugh and things like that. Uh, But go ahead. I'll go on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Uh, Brandon, what else are we on? We're on Google Play Music. We're on the Googles. We're, We're on everything. We're on SoundCloud at this point. Uh, but go ahead, follow us, subscribe to us, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a nice comment if you're on Apple Podcasts. Help us out. Help us Stitcher. grow this. Did you say Stitcher? You said Stitcher. I right? said Stitcher already. Right. Yeah. I'm going to give you a couple stitches if you interrupt me again. That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, guys, help support this. Episode 30, we're growing by leaps and bounds, but we want to get even bigger. My goal is to be the official podcast of Mania Crawl 7 next year. <laughs> and also get something going with WWE by WrestleMania 36. So I'm calling my shot right now. Oh, man. We're going to get something going by WrestleMania 36 in our hometown of Tampa. We have to. Josiah, you've made me follow up on my dreams there. So thank you for that. But thanks for listening to episode 30 of the Kenny Furious Thoughts podcast. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, how does it feel? How does it feel? Knowing you're making a move, knowing it's real, knowing it's real, knowing you're changing the rules.
does it feel? How does it feel? To know that you're pushing it through. And knowing the kids of tomorrow are gonna be looking at you. Yeah. The stars who are bigger than bold. The stars who are breaking the mold. Telling a story that's never been written or maybe it's never been told. And through all the highs and the lows, what? You choose to believe in the highs. Believe in the highs. Negative feelings aside. You say that we will arrive. You tell all the girls around the globe that this world is fitting. That they're just as good and strong and as deserving as them. To be what they desire and more The lies that they store can be left out to dry at the door This yeah. moment goes down in history And truly sets a tone For a journey that can grow And changes up the unknown Yeah, yeah. Things are better just knowing that you're involved It ain't perfect but you're working till it's all This is how we evolve Yeah, the evolution is live This is how we evolve Taking it to the skies, this is how we evolve. Yeah, the revolution will thrive, all because you're involved. Evolution for all. Yeah, you deserve the credit for this change, and you're just getting started. All those ways that we saw you are now so swiftly departed. What they tried, it wasn't working, and it wasn't worth it. So you said you wanted better and showed you deserve it. And you said, What's a glass ceiling when you're shooting for the stars? Hey, how can they control you if you show them you're in charge? Hey, nobody can stop you, no matter what they prevent. You said that you ain't content till you start in the main event. Every step that you take only strengthens the path and creates opportunities for what they never had every step is a promise that it won't be the last and a guarantee to never take a page from the past this moment goes down in history and truly sets a tone for a journey that can grow and changes up the unknown yeah things are better just knowing that you're involved it ain't perfect but you're working till it's all this is how we evolve yeah the evolution is live this is how we evolve Taking it to the skies, this is how we evolve. The revolution will thrive, all because you're involved. Evolution for all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wrestle flow, 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 yeah.